There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. You're very welcome to Tuesday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. We have a great lineup for you this afternoon. A woman talks to us who's been married 69 years. What's her secret? A younger woman on losing weight and controlling her diabetes. And Andrea Mara is with us shortly. Wonderful, wonderful author with big, big news. If you want to get in touch with us on the show today, 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Now, let's get down to business straight away on the show. I don't know whether it's me, folks. Am I a Jonah? Remember last year I was telling you I got caught with an eDream subscription? I did indeed. Well, it's happened again, this time with Amazon Prime. I don't know. I don't remember doing anything wrong. I shopped with them last November to get a couple of things for Christmas. And then I had a look at my credit card bills in January, the end of January, and I realised there were two charges, the very same charge in December, January, and there's one on the way now on my February credit card bill. I didn't opt in for anything, but I'm being charged for it. There's only one man to go to on late lunch. It's our IT expert, Declan Bailey from Business Tech Help. Welcome back to the show, Declan. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Is it me, Declan? Is it just me? Am I the only one in the whole world that this happened to? Declan, I have to tell you straight up, I'm starting to worry. I'm starting to worry for you, Jerry, as well. <laughs> because you seem to be, you know, you're not paying attention, really. That's what I'll say to you. Right. Because at the end of the day, as you said, you didn't opt into anything. You're not looking at the screen. Anytime you're filling something in, you need to look at everything that's on the screen. Most of the time, you just want to get through something, and if something pops up, you just click yes, you just go on to the next part. So the whole thing about this is, unfortunately, you did subscribe to Amazon Prime. Now, it was probably due to getting a delivery earlier than you wanted it, something like that. But somehow, that box was ticked, and that's why you were charged, because you subscribed. At the end of the day, nobody is going to subscribe you to something that you haven't accepted. So whether that be a box that is ticked or a box that you have to untick, something like that, but you subscribed to it. Declan, I have to say, honestly, hand on heart, I myself absolutely ticked nothing. And what you say there is, in my opinion, disingenuous by these companies in that they tick the boxes and you have to either untick them or, as you say, unsubscribe. That's not fair, Declan. That's going to catch loads of people. Of course it's going to catch loads of people. The only thing about that is, is that if you take something like you're buying off some other online store and you're purchasing something for, let's say, 50 euros, so you buy it and then you get to the checkout part and it says 55 and then you say to yourself, well, this is only 50 euros, so 
So where's this five euro coming from? Well, then you can investigate and see what happened. And then, yes, it's after ticking this, this box, I'm going to untick it. But something like what happened to you, because it's not paid for there and then, it's a monthly subscription you entered into. So the following month it's going to start, you didn't realise. But the whole thing about this, Jerry, is that you, everybody's rushing. Everybody's just clicking boxes to get rid of them or say, how can I get out to the next part? How can I just finish this process? And that's where the problem lies. You have to stop and wait and look. So the message from you today is when you're buying online, completing any transactions online, slow down, take your time, meticulously go through everything and you will pick up on those little ticks or boxes or uh, a message that you've got to unsubscribe. It's as simple as that. Yeah, just never presume. Everybody sits down and, well, I presume this is going to be okay. Just never presume everything is okay. Because at the end of the day as well, I suppose from your point of view, with the Amazon Prime thing, now I have to say Amazon is fantastic. You deal with customer care, they always sort it out, and you were sorted out. But you look at your eDream thing, that took you a long time. So, you know, it's down to the company that you're after, you know, subscribing to as such to sort you out. You don't want to start getting into trying to cancel standing orders, direct debits, get into your bank. It's a nightmare. So just take one extra minute and look over the whole screen. Look up and down the screen. Scroll up and down the page. Whatever's ticked, have a look. Why is that ticked? A lot of them will be pre-ticked to opt you into a newsletter. And everybody's copped onto that and they would untick them. But the rest of them, just read the small print. I will be reading it from now on. And as you said there, I have been sorted, thanks to my daughter, Sarah, who's fantastic. She got on to Amazon actually on Sunday evening on my phone and was uh, liaising with somebody there. And they've agreed to refund me the three months and end the subscription, which which is great. And on the eDreams front, you're right, Declan. It took me a long, long time, but I eventually got a guy in January who sent me the confirmation email to say that they would cancel my eDreams and I wouldn't be charged. So I have that now. But that took a substantial amount of time. Mm. It's not easy. They weren't easy to get through to, Declan. No, they weren't. And when you think of the time you spent on that particular one, as opposed to taking 60 seconds and just make sure you, everything is checked before you press proceed or check out, that's all it takes. Now, our Louise has a bit of an issue that I want to bring to your attention as well. She was telling me that herself over the weekend uh, was expecting a call. A call came in and she just was busy and answered it and then realised, oh my God, and hung up immediately. And when she checked it out, the call actually came from Russia. Now, she is worried that she answered the call, even though she hung up quickly, that these people now can get into her phone. She mentioned malware to me and she's very concerned about her bank details. She cancelled all her cards and everything on the phone. Oh God, did she? Well, at the end of the day, I don't blame her because it's better safe than sorry. But the whole thing about this is a lot of these texts and calls are coming into people. Now, obviously, if it's a text, it's a link. Do not click on any links. doesn't make any difference who it's from. If it's from your bank, if it's from your insurance, it doesn't make any difference. Ring them first. Don't click on a link unless you're talking to them and they say, we're going to send you a link now to click onto it. But if a link just comes in, don't click on it. The likes of a phone call is a different scenario altogether. I suppose you see some strange number coming up and you, you can't understand the country code. Sometimes the phone will tell you what country it's from. And you say, well, nobody's going to be ringing me from there. I won't take the call. A lot of the time, what they want you to do is ring them back. So they've got a reverse charge on the call. So they'll ring you and then they hang up. So then it looks like you've got a missed call and you say, oh, all right, this must be something, I'll ring them. So there's a reverse charge sometimes in that. But getting the call, accepting it, and thinking that something's going to happen then, it, 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 I'm not saying that it can't, 
But it's very, very unlikely that anything would happen like that. Now, the thing I will say about operating systems, Android and Apple, Apple have a much more secure operating system than Android have. Android is kind of more open source. So from a point of view of a criminal trying to get into your device, an Android one would be much easier to get into. But on a phone call, you know, no, I, I wouldn't say, I, can't, I haven't found it that it happened. But you, you can never say no. And there you are. I just this weekend uh, loaded my cards onto my phone. Again, my daughter said, put them on your phone, Dad, they're handy. Mm. You don't have to bring your wallet with you and you have them there. Um, it worried me then at that stage. Now, I have the Apple yeah. iPhone, of course. Uh, they're in my, my wallet there. But there's good security. You're saying there's very good security around that. Yeah, and, and what I'd say about that is uh, the whole thing about cards is if you think you're walking around, a man and a woman, woman is the person, a guy's the wallet. If that's lost... Now, if I asked you, Jerry, have you got a wallet? Yes, I have a wallet, Declan. Okay, do you know what's in it? I know from my... From a card point of view. Yes, I know from the cards and I have other bits and pieces. Yes, Are I would you say... Are 100% I... sure you know exactly what's in that wallet? I couldn't say 100%. I'm, I'm 95%. No. Yeah, so if someone stole it, you wouldn't know where to start from a point of view of cancelling things. Mm. Because you're not 100% sure what's in it. What I would say to everybody is, empty your wallet, get all your cards out, even your loyalty cards... Get them all out, line them up, and take snapshots of the front and the back. So there's your first thing to do. So at least if something's stolen, you'll know, well, that's what I had in the wallet, and that they're the people I have to ring. The second thing about it is carrying cards. So if someone gets your card, if you think of the exposure that your card has, number one, a lot of them have the wireless connectivity now. So people can walk into a shop and just tap it. So that's the first thing. The second thing is the card has the card number. It has your expiry, your name, and the three-digit security code. So it has everything for them to start buying stuff online. So that physical card is a disaster from my point of view if something is stolen from you. The second thing is with your Apple wallet. That, if you walk into a shop and produce a card and it taps onto a machine or you stick it into a machine and put your PIN code in, that sends a certain transaction to the bank from the store to the bank and back to the store to verify that's the card. Your card details are going over that transaction line. With Apple Wallet, it's totally different. It's a digital sent. It's not the card details. They send it digitally. It's a digital password that's sent. So it's much safer. So I would say to anybody that has, for argument's sake, an iPhone, I know you can do it with Android as well, that you do register your cards on your phone in the Apple Wallet. It's extremely easy to do, as you know yourself after doing it. And why wouldn't you do it? You know, carrying around cards? No. Excellent advice and taking photographs of them. I never thought of that. I, I'll do that straight away. But I suppose then it brings us back to the old chestnut that you've been banging on about for, uh, for years. And Declan, uh, mea culpa, I'm guilty when I say this to you, the passwords and the changing mm. of passwords. And I'm, I'm a huge sinner in this. I've stayed with the same ones for years because I can remember them. They're very convenient. But again, back to this and all the security we've been talking about, the passwords are key, aren't they? The R key, and at the end of the day, nobody wants to sit down and start changing passwords for every login they have. It's an absolute nightmare. And then making secure passwords, which are long, over 20 digits with characters, it's an absolute nightmare. But the first thing you have to think of is you have your phone in your hand there now. And if your phone is activated on Face ID, no one can get into it for argument's sake. It'll look then for a passcode. Now, your passcode... Is it a four-digit code or a six-digit code? It's a six-digit code. Six-digit code, okay. So you think then, if you left your house today 
And when you lock the door without a key, no key, it's just the passcode. It's one of those keyboards. And that's your six-digit code to get into your house. How confident are you that somebody's not going to come and try and get in through the keypad by trying a six-digit code? I know that's Jerry Kelly's house. Let's see now. His date of birth, his whatever it might be, it doesn't make any difference. Like, But you would not feel as secure by a keypad saving your house door as opposed to a key. And that's psychological. It's, just, it's a really strange thing when you think about it. But you have your phone there and the amount of stuff that's on your phone. And we just have to be talking about credit cards. Somebody figures out your passcode, they're straight into your Apple wallet. They're straight into your photos. They're straight into your emails. They're straight into everything. So it's such... There's so much personal information on that device. Why would you have a simple four-digit, especially a four-digit code? Why would you do that? Point well made. And the other point you make well there is people are inclined to use birthdays of themselves Mm. and others. And, you know, they can be found quite easily. Very easily. If somebody wants to find out your birthday, I can guarantee you it'll be found out within an hour, unless you're on no social media. Which really, these days, you know. So, yeah, very, very easy. And I have a friend last week, and he, I was doing something on his phone, and he came up looking for the passcode. And I said, what's the passcode? And he said, oh, 5591. You were born in 1955. He said, yeah. I said, well, he just reversed the digits. Yes, yeah, simple, simple, simple. And, and Declan, like in remembering them and changing them, I suppose for me, if I change them, I'll need a little uh, notebook or something somewhere to jot them down in because my old head is getting softer mm. as the years go by. But that's the thing to do. Just put them somewhere safe, uh, jot it down and you have them, I suppose. Exactly. And there's loads of applications out there, password managers that you can download onto your device, even a note-taking app. But when you do it, when you decide to do it, all you need to do is, right, I'm going to log into here. I'm going to change my password now. So you've made that decision. You just have your notes opened. And the login now for my email account, my new password is, I take a note of it. And, and that's it, like... So you would be uh, in favour as well of saving them through those apps or whatever on your phone as well, saving your passwords in there? Yes, well, I, what I do is I have on the iPhone, you have the Notes app. So yep. I use the Notes app for passwords. So all I do is I have a note that has all my passwords in it, and that's protected by a password. So if you opened up my Notes app, you'd see there's a note there called Passwords. But when you go to click into it, you can't. Because it's looking for a password. And that password is bananas. You know, it's just it's a crazy long password. So no one's going to get into that. But all my passwords are in there. So if I forget something, I want to log into something that I haven't logged into in months, I just open up my note, click on passwords, put in my passcode, and there's all my passwords. There you go. So if you want to use the devices, it's there and it can be used and it's at your disposal instantly if you're not into the writing down like myself. And just to mm, say, mm. just to say, Declan Bailey's password is not bananas, just in case anybody thinks they're going to crack the code today. <laughs> Certainly <Exactly>. not. <laughs> oh, it's a good one. Bananas. Who would think bananas? <laughs> I love it Declan anyway listen you're so good to us thank you very much business tech help check this man out he can help you with all your technical needs personal or business business tech help but for the moment Declan you've been so kind and so helpful thanks so much for joining us again on Late Lunch did you see that one there Peter uh, or Louise uh, from Peter in Dundalk following my chat with uh, Declan Bailey Jerry, I was caught for €7.50 a month for two and a half years Mm. you know easily done it's easily done. Mm. I come back to that Amazon Prime thing again and the e-dreams. I clicked nothing, but I didn't 
untick or unclick. Yeah. You know what I mean, Louise? Mm-hmm. But I think that's disingenuous. It's horrible. It? It's a, it? Yeah, it's, it's a real kind of... It's a three-card trick. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Uh, honestly, I really think it is. I honestly think it should be that you've got to opt in mm. rather than opting out. That's my opinion. That should be the law, really, when it comes to that type of stuff. And quick money. They don't, they don't repay you, so they don't. You just have to opt out and then that's it. Yeah, well, lucky for me, Sarah got on the job and I got the three months back from Amazon okay, Prime well, because good. they said I hadn't used it. She said they're very good customer care now, in mm. fairness to them in Amazon. But I got it back and the subscription is stopped. But it is a big, big issue. That was a good tip about uh, taking pictures of your card, yeah. wasn't it? Absolutely. I like that one. And for you, you know, he said unlikely with that phone call, you know, by answering the phone mm, and hanging up that they'd get in. Very that's unlikely good. that they'd get in. I went into every security. <laughs> I checked everything. I ain't surprised. Anyway, you did the right thing. You have to yeah. err on the side of caution. Oh, yeah, it's so sure. worrying because you yeah. hear all the stories like. Yeah, for, absolutely. Anyway, what about the road that opened but didn't open. Did you hear the story about the road that opened? <laughs> it leads to the magic roundabout. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, the, the, the half road, the half road or the third of a road that opened and didn't really open. <laughs> it just, I never heard that and like it in my life. It opened and then it closed and then it kind of... It's open. Now you see it, yeah. now you don't. <laughs> it's there today, it's gone tomorrow. <laughs> it's a laugh. It's a laugh. Honestly, we were all told the road was officially opening yesterday. That's the uh, Northern Cross in Drada. It opened for five minutes, it's closed again. It's open the next Monday now, so this. Mm-hmm. It's a teaser. Such, it's a teaser. I never heard such nonsense in my life. What a laugh we had about it. It's just typical of the whole show. The half road or the third of a road has to be the full <laughs> road. That didn't open and was open and might open. Oh, give us a break, will you? Give us a It'll break. It'll be the loveliest road when it does open. Like it'll be perfect landscaping and yes. everything. Oh, everything, lighting and Sculptures, everything. Sculptures, lighting, <laughs> yeah, every, a lot of lighting. Everything, everything, everything. But I say it again, it's got to go right down to the port. It's got to mm. go the whole way. There's no nonsense with this or waiting years or uh, tricking around with this. Get to it. Get phase two started immediately and then phase three to the port and don't break them into phase five, six and seven. Just get the bloody job done. There's people willing to build the road. Get the funding for the bridge. Come on and build that railway station on the north side of town. Let's have a little bit of vision and foresight and ambition for a change. Anyway, the the other that keeps on giving is the FAI. Did you see the FAI? It's the the mm. FAI just keeps on giving. Did you see this with the flare thing? The Bohemians fans last week. I think, oh yes, I heard this. Yeah, yeah. Fired a, one of those flare things and struck their own player. Right. Right. So to find Bohemians and to punish Bohemians, they're not letting the Bose fans come to draw the next Monday night, mm. which punishes who? Punishes Drogheda United, United because of the Bohemians flares. What another crowd of. I'm not going to say the world. If they had brains, they'd be dangerous. They're sitting on them. Anyway, late lunch, LMFM radio coming up after two. Andrea Mara is joining me. I'm so looking forward to talking to her. But anyway, up to two. We played it recently. She's brilliant. Tracy Chapman and Baby Can I Hold You on your late lunch. Sorry. Andrea Mara, good friend of ours on late lunch, very good friend of ours on late lunch since today we rescued her. She had problems with the car when she arrived down. Anyway, she's just flown ever since then. The books keep coming, the successes are numerous now, and there is big news on the horizon about one of our books. Welcome back, young woman. 
Thank you so much, Jerry. No one's called me young woman in ages. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> but you are a young woman. So the world's your oyster, as they say. Um, listen, we saw the news. Tell our listeners on Late Lunch what's happened to one of your books. Well, I got a call one night last week about half nine at night, which is really weird. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm a person who messages people. I don't really call people. And um, it was my agent, which was even more strange. And I kind of thought, okay... I've either said something appalling on social media without realising it and I'm being fired by everyone or this is good news. And I hadn't said anything at all on social media so I thought, okay, maybe it's good news. And I answered and she was like, look at your email, look at your email. And I was going, I can't see my email because I'm on the phone to you. What do I do now? And I couldn't find my glasses and I couldn't see the email. And she was like, okay, I'll read it to you. And it was basically that um, American streamer Peacock who are part of NBC Universal have commissioned my book, the TV adaptation of my book, All Her Fault, um, has has the green light to go ahead for a television series. So that was pretty much the most exciting phone call of my life. Oh, I'm delighted for you. We always knew from the first day we met you that you were going places and this is just another endorsement along that road. It must be such a thrill that this book, 2021, All Her Fault, is now going to be on the screen. So what happens from here now? Have you involvement, any involvement in what they make or what happens? So it's all completely new to me and I'm really kind of learning as I go and I don't know at this stage what level of involvement there will be. Uh, Like in the press release, um, it's mentioned that I'm an associate producer. So like my lovely friends were like, oh my God, and you're a director. And I'm like, no, 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 slow down. I'm an associate (laughs) producer. But really, that's just it's kind of like that's what's in my contract and that could be very tiny or it could be lots of collaboration and it, it's from what I understand it varies from um, situation to situation now, like I'd love to be involved from the point of view it would be so exciting to see how it all goes but at the same time like you know sometimes people say how would you feel if they changed the story and I'm like they can do anything they want because that is first of all that's what they're doing when they buy the op and when they go ahead to get it made, they you know they they then own that version of it, say, and they can change the beginning, the middle, the end. They can set it anywhere they want, and like that's absolutely fine with me. I'm just so excited to see that it might actually make it to TV, that it will make it to TV. I don't mind what they do with it. But yeah, it would be so fun to be involved, you know, to see the filming, to maybe you know, have a look at the scripts, that kind of thing. I'd love that. Oh, and your name will roll in the credits. Think about that as well and yeah. people will see that <laughs> forevermore too. Just remind our listeners briefly, like, all her fault, the plot. What, what is it in, in essence about? So it's about a woman called Marissa who turns up to collect her four-year-old son Milo from a play date. And he's in junior infants and it's his first play date with this particular child. And when she calls at the door... And the door is opened by a stranger, someone she hasn't seen before. And she's not sure who this person is. And she wonders, is it the nanny or something? But the person who answers the door has never heard of Milo and knows nothing about the play date. So she she kind of panics and realizes that she thinks at first maybe she's at the wrong house. Did she get the address wrong? But she didn't. And she realizes there is no play date and her son is gone. 
So that's that's all within the first chapter. So that's not a spoiler. Oh, it's not a spoiler. And I ain't surprised that this has been optioned for TV. Terrific. Sure, you're flying on all fronts, as I mentioned a few moments ago, because no one saw a thing is uh, out now in paperback and it's just dominated uh, the last year since its release. It's been outstanding, the success, hasn't it? Uh, I, I, I just, I feel so, so lucky. Like, nothing has ever happened to me like what's happened with No One Saw a Thing. It's just, yeah, I suppose if, if you're very lucky as an author, you get a breakout book and that's my breakout book. And Jerry, you're the very first person to hear this, but it is number three in the Sunday Times bestseller charts this week. I haven't posted that on social media yet, so you're the first one to know about it. So I'm really, really excited about that too. Delighted for you. And that is uh, some charts to be up that high on it it really really is I understand that for sure but I look now this is one no one saw a thing was number six am I right that was the sixth book uh, that you've written yes yeah that's right so um yeah the next one is is nearly done last bit of edits coming to me later today I believe so that's going to be a busy weekend but um yeah so that's um the seventh one someone in the attic is coming out in June I remember the other side of the wall 2017 when we spoke first could, could you believe at that stage, you know, where you'd be today as we head early into the year 2024 and all that's happening for you? No, I mean, like I remember, I still clearly remember driving down to the school to pick up my kids the day I got offered my first book deal um, with Poolbeg, the Irish publisher, with what turned out to be The Other Side of the Wall. And I remember thinking, I know I'm going to say yes to this 100%, but I also know that life is going to change forever because either this won't work out and I'm going to feel really sad (laughs) that I tried and it didn't work out or it will work out and life will be really different. And it is. And I mean, look, you know, I'm, I'm still doing my school runs every day and still cleaning the bathrooms and doing all the things I always did. But like I have a job where you can get a call from your agent at half nine on a Wednesday night to tell you there's a TV series being made from your book. And like that's that's the difference that like it's just that exciting world where anything can happen on any day. And that's what I love. I absolutely love it. What is it? Because you're part of a generation now. Did you ever contemplate this of Irish writers? Like you look at the Booker Prize and the big international prizes as well. We figure there now regularly and there's a well of talent in the writing world in this country. And you are now an integral part of that. What is it about us? Is it it that we're storytellers of old? What? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think that must be part of it. Like, there is. We all know there's that rich history of storytelling in Ireland and the kind of sitting around the fire, telling stories in in olden times, which I suppose exists in lots of cultures as well. But maybe it's a, it, it, it could be also a kind of a self fulfilling prophecy that if if we decided way back that Ireland is a nation of storytellers, then you know that creates an environment where people feel like, yeah, I can do this. And like I was only having this conversation with my daughter yesterday about how, you know, when you're a small child in primary school and everybody thinks they're going to be a footballer or a pop star and it's all very doable when you're four. But it seems to move very quickly for older kids into oh, I could never do any of that. I'll be, you know, have a normal job like my parents do in an office or in a school or whatever. And I I think it is doable. Like to, to be a writer in particular, it's something that is 
it's not easy. It takes a lot of hard work, but it, it, it isn't unachievable. And it's something that you can start at any stage in life too, which I think helps. So you get a lot of people like me who have one career and then switch to another career. But then the more writers we have, the more hopefully other people look at that and go, actually, that is doable. My neighbor wrote a book. Maybe I could write a book. So, you know, that could be part of it too. And especially in, in crime writing, we have a huge um, upsurge in Irish crime writers, Irish women crime writers in particular. And I think that's part of it. There's, there's that sense of like um, the, the rising tide lifting all boats, um, making it more and more doable for more people to join that world. You mentioned publishing there, and of course, a lot of people self-publish. It's you know, I don't have to tell you to get that first deal is very difficult. What do you say to somebody today? You're talking to an audience of aspiring writers, young people coming up, and you have that manuscript or that, and you get turned down. You just have to keep at it. Is that it? You do, and I think like that's that's really what it takes. You have to keep at it, and. Most people I know who, now not everyone, but most people I know who were absolutely determined and kept at it and at it and listening to feedback and fixing what they've written to make it more what is being looked for out there and just kept trying and trying and trying, they do get there. And it's disheartening, of course, every rejection is hard. And I had rejections, everybody has rejections. And it is a roller coaster, even when times are going really well. They're always kind of lower points and things aren't going so well. But people I know who got the book deals are the people who never gave up, who just kept trying, people who had 100 rejections, but still had faith that maybe number 101 was the one that was going to work out, and then it was. So that's all you can do. And I think when you're, when people, if there are aspiring writers listening, the other thing I'd say is, get to the end of the book. Like, you know, people could spend years trying to decide what genre they want to write in, um, whether they want to write in a Word document or use a particular app. And I think you have to put all that aside and just get the words down on paper quick as you can. And then you can always go back and fix it after. It doesn't have to be good, that first draft, but just get it done in the first instance and then go back and polish it and get it ready for sending. Wonderful advice. The other side of the wall, one click, the sleeper lies, all her fault now heading for TV, hide and seek, and the brilliant no one saw a thing out at the moment and selling like hotcakes. You have the magic formula, Andrea Mara. I'm delighted to chat to you again on the show. And as I always say to you, I wish you all the very best for the future. And we can't wait for number seven. You heard it here on Late Lunch. It's on the way. Lovely to catch up with you. Thanks, Sherry. It's time for our Two on Tuesday. Two on Tuesday. Playing the songs that just never quite made it to number one. But we were so close. I'm supposed to be number one. We were so close. Two on Tuesday. Yeah, and just reminding you that our two on Tuesday each week and the subsequent number one that prevented it getting to top spot all are taken from the UK charts. And today... I just can't believe this one didn't make number one. I really can't because, you see, it spent 86 weeks on the UK charts. Yes, but only one week at the number two spot. It never made number one and only lodged at number two for a single week. But that's some run on the charts, 86 weeks. Yes, or two on Tuesday, this Tuesday, dedicated to everyone out there who's felt love at one stage or other in their lives. It's Mr. John Legend. It's all of me to all of you. Cause all of me loves all of you. 
actions Give your all to me I give my all to you You're my end and my beginning Even when I lose I'm winning Cause I give you all Of me Of you John Legend. Yes, John Legend with all of me and your late lunch. The two on Tuesday. Only spent one week at number two, 86 weeks on the charts. And ironically, the song that prevented that one making it to number one only spent no one week in the top spot at number one. Yes, it's Aloe Black and The Man. You can tell everybody Yeah, you can tell everybody Go ahead and tell everybody Aloe, I know you're singing that you're the man, but <laughs> Aloe Black there and the man, number one that prevented John Legend and all of me making it a top spot. That's certainly, Louise, you'd have to say, was, uh, as uh, John says there to us, the wrong way round. <laughs> Wasn't it? It really what, was. What, 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 what was that? I don't remember that song. <laughs> Bring back Bob the Builder. Yeah, 2014. <laughs> I don't either. 2014. Thank God. Yeah, it's Must be a reason we don't remember. Yeah, well, the reason it was only there for one week <laughs> and it disappeared then out of sight. Uh, no, 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 no. It oh, should have been. No. It should have been John Legend, shouldn't it? And do you know, I actually was kind of in my head going, mm, I'm going to vote for everybody that's not John Legend. I beg your pardon. Yeah, but. Um, then I heard that, so I'll go with John Legend. Yeah, her her cold heart has melted on late lunch this <laughs> afternoon. And because of no other option. <laughs> you could hear actually a bit of Elton John in that John Legend yeah. song, couldn't you? Yeah, 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 there is. You can tell everybody. Yeah, I'm sure he cleared that with Elton John. If not, he'd owe him a few bob. I'm, I'm sure there would have been a, a little case about that. Do you think if he says it often enough that he would have convinced himself he's the man? <laughs> <laughs> he'd want to keep singing it for another hundred years and I don't think he'd even convince us uh-huh. for sure um, there's somebody left a bag of clothing behind them new clothes a pennies bag full of new clothes was picked up on the island at Georgia Street you know the junction at Georgia Street in Drada when you come down onto the most stupid bridge ever built in the history of the world with the worst bend <laughs> imagine building a bridge <laughs> <laughs> with it, <laughs> you with don't a, really like roads today, a, do you? With, Infrastructure with, with a right angle turn at the end of it. You know, you, you ever see such absolute horse s h i dot t in your life? It comes back to the this country. I keep saying it's a great little country, but it would drive you absolutely bonkers. And the people in whoever planned and put in that road, they're from a different generation. They made a horse's arse of the thing, so they did. And I have to say, that ability to make horses ARSs of things continues strongly today in planning and foresight, the lack of it and lack of vision and the stupidity that goes on. It's just endemic in people who fills positions in... Oh, will you... St- I don't know how anything gets done in this country because I think it's by absolute accident. Look at the underground for Dublin. You see the metro? Mm-hmm. 
that should have been built in Bertie Ahern's day. They built one at the same time in Barcelona. We should have gone ahead with it and built it then. Now we're going to build it at billions more and it's going to have to be built at some stage in Dublin that will be in underground. Don't get me started. Give me the job for a week. <laughs> Don't probably run mad out of it myself. You'd have been great in the Flintstones time. <laughs> yabba dabba do. <laughs> yeah, well, ma. Um, I have to tell people again. Sorry, um, the, bag, um. the bag of clothes got lost there in a rant. <laughs> uh, the bag of clothes was found on that little island at George's Street there. Uh, new clothes from Penny's. And somebody walked off and left them behind them. The coffee shop. You know the coffee shop there beside... Uh, Joe's chipper and that it, it's in the coffee shop the bag of clothes are in the coffee okay. shop they've been on to us to say they have your bag of clothes if it's you and they'd be like to give them back to you but you've got to identify yourself now how do I identify you're going to have people running into that coffee shop saying thank you very much that's my bag of clothes yeah, but you say well what's in the bag yeah what's in the bag what did you what buy? clothes correct correct and right correct and right just a reminder Drahada District Chamber holding a coffee and chat event in Anglo Printers Drahada this Wednesday that's tomorrow tomorrow morning 8am where local business owners and managers are invited to chat with each other and the chamber over a light breakfast. For more information or to book your free ticket in advance, contact Brenda at drawhottachamber.ie or check more information available there on drawhottachamber.ie a get together there and exchange of views and networking etc. Up next on Late Lunch we're going to meet a woman who's lost an enormous amount of weight and it really has helped with her diabetes. Stay with us on Late Lunch. Now I'm delighted to say hello to my next guest on the show. Theresa Leonard has a fantastic story to tell you and she's also joined today uh, by Pauline McCarry from Slimming World. Welcome back to the show Paula. Paula McCarry, thank, thank you, you for coming for back and show. joining us again on the show. And Theresa, you're welcome. First time thank on you. Late Lunch. Thank you very much for joining me. I suppose Theresa, with, with, with you and your story, let's go right back. Um, weight and you and putting on weight. When did you start to put on weight in your life? What age were you? 21. Round, exactly, on the big bear thing. Yeah, around that, yeah, around 21, so I did, but I didn't know why, but uh, yeah, I was 21, yeah. At and that time, I didn't know. Yes, and up yeah. to that, you, you hadn't really an issue with weight no, at all. No, yeah. And no. you started to put it on, and, and when you put it on, did you put it on rapidly? No, not rapidly, it just slowly came on me, so it did, it was coming, and then... Uh, I noticed changes and I was saying that's something not right here. And I did go to the doctor a few times and said, no, no. But uh, it was, it ended up, it was. Yeah, I had a thyroid problem. So, so the thyroid problem yeah. was underpinning this yeah. increase in weight. Yeah, it was. What yeah. would your average weight have been up to 21? You know, as a teenager, early 20s, oh, 12, what would you be at? 12 and a half stone. Grand. Maybe and per- 13. Perfect yeah. for your size and physique yeah, and everything. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. And... Was it just the thyroid or did you start eating more oh, as well? Oh, I ate more then, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And why was that? Was it just a comfort thing? With I food? probably was, and you're thinking of it, yeah. And then, like, um, yeah, it would have been something on that line, do you know what I mean? Just mm. got lazy, put yeah. it that way. Yeah. Working nights and, do you know what I mean? Eating wrong time and wrong, you know, wrong foods and late takeaways. And you're thinking you're great, but... It's so easy. Yeah. It, yeah, but it is. I know yeah. it myself. It's yeah. so easy to fall into that. And, and yeah. life, you know, work and home and everything, it, it, it all takes over. Yeah. You, the weight continued to increase up and Big up time. and up. Yeah. What did you weigh at your heaviest point? About 25 stone. Yeah. More than double yeah. what you should be, really. You yeah. know, you say oh, you were definitely. 12, yeah. 25 yeah. stone. Yeah. 
what happened then? Did you did you did, did it come to a point where you made a decision and your late husband David, you have to mention David yeah. Leonard as well, yeah. was with you on this journey too. Yeah. What happened when you hit the twenty five stone? When did you go to Slimming World first? It um, would have been about 2007. I joined the first time, so I did. And uh, yeah, lost stone, maybe stone and a half. Got bored. Yes. Just said, no, I'm, uh, I'm I'm, not. I'm Gave up, put it that way. Just gave up. Just said, no, do you know what? It's not for me. Then I went back. Then um, it would have been 2013 when I had um, I'd radium done for my thyroid. Yes. So I had. And um, after that, then I went back to Slim and Mold. And myself and David were going through IVF at the time as well. And uh, the doctors told me to lose five stones. So I went, I went back and I lost five stone. So I did. So yeah. it showed you yeah. that you could yeah. do it when oh, you put yeah. your mind out. Oh, yeah. When I put my mind to things, I can do it all right. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened from there? You, you lost the five. You were going yeah. through the IVF. I was going through the IVF and then you were... Um, the doctor's after saying, like, you can get a free go and you go down to the Sims. And but they never told you that it stops at 39. And I was just after 240. So I came out and that was it. I just lost the pattern myself. Just said, no, do you know, what's all this for? And I gained back up to 24 stone. Again. Again, yeah. Over what period of time? Did that happen quickly? Well, let's say 2013. Yeah, no, I would have had. Yeah, I did. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I did. And then I stayed like that for a while. And then I was still walking nights as well, as I said. Then uh, 2022, I found out I was type 2 diabetes. <laughs> Everything happens for for anyway. Yeah, found out I was type 2. And then um, we were living the far side now. We were living over the, um, the water. On we're the north side of the Yeah, we're after yeah. moving back over to David's family home from, from this side. So someone told me then Paula had a group going and we decided then... Well, I was going, I was, yeah. And then David said, look, I'll go with you. I'll go with you. He was me, me, me support, Rod. And yeah. we did. We went and uh, that was in January. And I lost a stone within uh, three weeks, three or four yeah. weeks. Yeah. And I said, right. Yeah, this is the group for me. I knew it was a group for me and it was doing very well. So I was. And then unfortunately, then David died in in April. So he did. So, yeah. And I decided then, like, I wasn't going to let this stop me because I knew he was behind me. So I went back. We were just talking about that on the way up. It was six weeks. I didn't realise. Six weeks. Six weeks I went back, do you know what I mean, to Slim and Walt. And when I walked in that day, no, I wasn't eating right because everything was after having. I had ten and a half pounds off me and I just said, right, this is it. This is me. This is my year. And I did. And I'm. Here yeah, now with seven stone off me. I had a stone off me before I joined Paula's group, so mm. it's eight stone all in all. And here I She's am amazing. sitting telling my She's story. Absolutely amazing. I have reversed my diabetes, I'm off my tablets, cholesterol's coming down. So yeah. And I'm a lot healthier. I feel healthier and yeah. It's I'm a, back. My confidence is back. It's <laughs> great. It's yeah. oh listen, yeah. I'm absolutely delighted for you. And you know, with David dying suddenly and yeah. leaving you on your own yeah. it could have been just so easy to just drift again oh big time yeah big time it would have been yeah but as I said to Paula the day I came back there was a definitely a sign I believe in a lot of signs things I came back to Paula's group five weeks later and it was man of the year and she was out the you were running man of the year competition that yeah. week and Teresa had contacted me to say I'm ready to come back and I said look I just want to prepare you 
it's man of the year competition so it might be extremely emotional for you yeah. you know yeah. but she was like I'm not letting it stop me this is a sign I'm coming back he yeah. wants me there I'm doing yeah. it yeah. 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 Um, yeah. what have you done what have you done What? how have you lost seven stone eight in total how have you done it by changing my lifestyle getting out walking doing more exercises uh, mentally it's good for your health you know what I mean head is in the right place and I um, changed changed things I'm not eating bars of chocolate late at night I'm not overeating at a certain time as I said I have uh, changed everything that around me like I mean I still go out I still have my social life I yeah. still still go out for my few drinks and I still enjoy them do you know what I mean and still have me curries you still have your tacos you still have your donut kebabs but you just change you just do them differently do you know what I mean you make them a healthier way and you just bring a lot more fruit veg into your diet mm. you know and so exercise it. oh yeah changing yeah, your eating yeah, habits yeah. not curtailing we don't want it life has to be enjoyed you have to live your life you've got to live your life and yeah. enjoy your yeah. life as well what's your aim what's your aim now how, 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 how much further are you going to go <laughs> me personally uh, I have a mini target set for 14 stone so I want I'm going away in June I'm going away in holidays in June and I want at least two and a half three stone by then off me and I know you'll do that's a big target but I'll do it she'll do it she'll absolutely do it Teresa really sets her mind to something she sticks to plan she cooks the recipes from the magazine we have a magazine in group every couple of months and there's a seven day eating plan in the magazine and Teresa is testament to that seven day eating plan when she does the seven day eating plan out of the magazine she loses four, five, six, seven pound in one week (laughs) by doing that and when she has a focus and a target and something to you know to target on and rely on and mm. focus on she does it she just sets her mind to it sticks to it still has her nights out three nights out last week four and a half pound weight loss yeah. she can still do it like she's mm. amazing she's absolutely yeah. amazing so at the end of the day what will you be happy at when you return to 12 or will you be oh, slightly above oh I'd love it that? now I'd love to would yeah, you but now come on like 51 <laughs> years of age with 12 stone like you know yeah. can no. she do it yes she yes, can, she can. Yeah, absolutely Barack Obama said that <laughs> Teresa. <laughs> Leonard, you can do it. You've proven so yeah. far. She's fantastic, though. She's amazing. She? She's absolutely mm. amazing. And she's an inspiration to every single member in the room with us. Um, everybody looks up to her. <laughs> um, she, she, and she has some amazing recipes. She's been gluten intolerant, so she thought yeah. for the last yeah. year. Um, and has been even incorporating that into her diet and still losing the weight. So anybody, you know, that comes into the room, that's a new member that thinks, I, I can't have gluten. How am I going to do this? Teresa is there going, it's easy. You just have to follow the plan. You just yeah. replace your, your pasta with your gluten-free pasta. You replace your bread with your gluten-free bread. It's mm. it's still doable. She's amazing. She's just amazing. What a a double bonus as well on top of all this that your diabetes, you don't you don't have to take the medication for that anymore no, for the type no. 2 and your cholesterol is, Coming is down. falling as yeah, well. You know, yeah. they're too huge. And benefits. I'm doing all this through menopause as well. So yeah. there yeah. you go. Do you know, know what like, I mean? My yeah. God almighty, like, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. What is it about Slim and World? What's the essence of it? Why does it work? It works because it's a livable plan. It's 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 a healthy eating plan. It's not a diet. There's no restrictions. Um, and when I say no restrictions, obviously within reason. Yeah. Um, it's foods that people love. It, it, you can still have potatoes. You can still have pasta, meats, um, vegetables, fruits. You can still have all them. And you can still have the glass of wine or 
the the the, the pint of Guinness or the gin and tonic or the bar of chocolate if you need, um, because you do have an allowance every every day for for those high calorie high sugar foods, um, and that's what makes it livable. That's what makes it doable, um, that's what makes it a healthy eating plan. Because and it's a lifestyle change. The, the denial is a fierce thing to cope with. You know, the total denial and, mm. and going cold turkey and that. I don't have to tell you that. It's what gets most people Absolutely. that they just abandon yeah. it then and, yeah. and, and leave it be, yeah. you know. And what's important as well as Teresa is to, uh, after telling people there, it wasn't the first time she came to group. No. Nope. First time she gave up, the second time she gave up because life got in the way, circumstances got in the way, she lost her motivation. It's now the third time that she's doing this. So for people out there that are thinking, been there, done that, tried it, didn't work, it can work. Just give it another go. You know? How important is the get together? Is it weekly you meet? It's weekly, weekly yeah. How important is that? And how you mentioned that you had the event, you know, for the man and that, and that was such a coincidence for you, Therese, as well, mm. in the context of David. Um, how important is the group thing and that get together weekly, along with all the other stuff? It's the most important. It's the most important thing because if you're not coming in every week and you're not sitting to group every week, you're not getting that peer support that you need. You know, it's not just about sticking to plan because you lose the motivation if you come in and get weighed and go or don't come in and get weighed and miss a week. We see it all the time. Mm. It's listening to other people, knowing that you're human and you have struggles and they have struggles. It's the weeks you have a fantastic week being able to share with other people. This is how I was able to do it. You can do it. And it's not me as the facilitator or the, uh, or the consultant of the group. It's the members in the group that make it, mm. you know, that make that support, that give that support to each other. There's people that walked into my room with their heads down, not being able to talk, saying to me, please, when you get to me in group, just pass by me because I don't want to speak. Um, and I normally would say to them, that's no problem at all. But give it a week or two and you'll be you'll be asking me, you know, and within a week or two, they're like, oh, yeah, I did this. I tried this. A new recipe here. A new. And it's that support, that help, that mm. knowing that there's like minded people in the same room doing the same thing. That's what gives you the motivation to keep doing it. Would it have been possible, Teresa, without all this woman here and what we're talking about there? From your no. perspective, for me to do it on my own, I wouldn't have done it. No, because you do need, like, you mean, you get different recipes, you get, and then the support Paula gives you here now as well. Like, you know, our whole heart's in it, and it is. She's great, she's great with everybody. And there's not, it's like, I mean, the days you walk in and she'd say, turn that frown upside down, no, turn it the other way, you know, and yeah, and there's always, and there's always. Yeah, everyone gets on great and it's a great little group, so it is, and it really is. And like you I mean, everyone claps for everybody and you know what I mean? We we just get on so well so we do, you know. And then as I said, you have a lot of like you have your slimmers of the year, you have your woman of the year and you have it's great, it's a great experience, do you know mm. what I mean? And it just gives you that. Like I mean the other day now not last week for last I walked in and it was after being away and I put on a few pounds and said, Right, I have to get this that's why I lost the four and a half last week. <laughs> but Paula walked in and she said to me, There you go, you got uh, the biggest loser. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I was out because of losing all the way. She weight. was the greatest she, loser in the group. We have you know? we run nine competitions a year, so it goes from woman of the year to man of the year to um in a couple of weeks' time we've got uh, two together. So be it two friends that come together or a couple that comes together or you know, um 
and those competitions also give that boost. And right. while Teresa was on holidays, we had the Greatest Loser competition and she was our Greatest Loser, having lost the seventh stone that she's lost in group. And when she came in with her, with her weight gain, she was like, oh God, after the holiday. And I was like, look at, look, look at what we have for you. Yeah. Look at what we have for you. And she yeah. was like, oh my God. It's yeah. only a blip. What about clothes and you know what you would have had to worn oh, when you were oh. 25 stone yeah. and now you're down this enormous amount of weight mm-hmm. and you're aiming to drop further what about clothes clothes now I can walk into any of the stalls down the town and just pick them off the rail instead of waiting for them coming in in a plastic bag or whatever waiting a couple of weeks but yeah no clothes wise like I was from size 26 28 and now I'm in it in 18 to 20 my God. Do you know what I mean? It's big for me. Like, you know what I mean? It's the first time I had to wear a belt around my jeans. Do you know what I mean? And that feels good. <laughs> you know, that really feels good. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's all good news, really, isn't it? And of yeah. course, you'll be uh, shopping for new sizes and new oh, wardrobes yeah. as you move along yeah. down this road. It's a great story. It yeah. really is. And it's encouragement for, I'm sure, yeah. anybody listening to us today who's fallen off the wagon. Maybe yeah. he's tried before. Yeah. And you're the example of coming back and coming back again and again before you get there. And you have the focus and you have yeah. this in your sights now. Just remind listeners, uh, Paula McCarry, where you operate from and when you're on. So Wednesday morning, um, I am in the Village Hotel in Betty's Town at a quarter past nine and again at six o'clock Wednesday evening there. Um, and the group that Teresa attends is on a Thursday morning in Marion Park in Drogheda Town FC. Uh, the premise is there upstairs and that's at 9.30. And in the middle of April, 17th and 18th of April, there'll be two new sessions opening up in the morning groups at 8am. If anybody wants to get in before And you can work, just walk in? Just walk in, come along, we'll explain the plan to you, we'll have group and happy out. <laughs> Do you hear Theresa's phone? Oh, it's yeah. hopping, it's hopping. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure it is. Anyway, congratulations <laughs> to you, Theresa. Delighted Thank for you. you. Keep on that journey and oh, keep uh, marching forward and uh, Paula McCarry, Thank you for joining me from Slimming World today. Thanks a million, girls. Thank Thanks, Jerry. Thank, Thank you. you. No can and stick season knocked off the number one spot, Louise, in the UK this week after weeks and weeks and weeks. But my prediction didn't come true. Remember I said to mm-hmm. you that I thought murder on the dance floor might usurp and because mm-hmm. of the Baptist appearance. Not on your life. The new number one is Beyonce and Texas Hold'em, which mm-hmm. is... I don't think I've heard it yet, or I might have done. Just, I, I, I've heard it. It's it's a it's a good song. It's number. Is she the first black woman to achieve a number one in the U.S. country charts? I think with that oh. song, it's gone number one now in the U.K. Um, it's a it's a biggie for her. And Noah is off top spot. Lovely messages coming in for Teresa Leonard. There isn't there mm-hmm. to say congratulations, Teresa. Are uh, you're a great inspiration to everyone? Keep going, fair play to you. Um, there's somebody else there. Uh, I would love to be in a position to lose weight. When I was 23, I weighed 14 stone. Now I struggle to reach nine stone. Oh, so it's cheap. See that one there? I would love to be in a position where I have to lose weight. Oh, yeah, I understand. 
I understand what that listener is saying. They'd love to be in a position where they had to lose oh, weight yes, because they, they can't put on weight. Yes, they can't put on no, weight. Yeah. I see that. I beg your pardon there. Mm, that's the other uh, side of it. Nine stone think of yeah, was 14 at one stage. That is the other side mm. uh, for sure. But uh, well done to her. It's a fantastic achievement. She's going great guns and really focused. You can hear her. Isn't she a lovely? Yeah, she's, she's a lovely. lovely. She's a lovely she? girl. She really is. She really, really is. And uh, we wish her well and thank her and Paula McCary for joining us on Late Lunch this afternoon um, the daffodils have you seen the daffs the daffs are everywhere the, oh out at the frontier what day is daffodil day this year do you know I was trying to I was trying to square this in my head today to see what day it was on because it in is in March is it oh yeah it mm-hmm. has to be soon daffodil day. well first of March is Friday uh, and daffodil day because I have a little thought in my head I love daffodils do you like them um, I every weekend now I get two bunches of them and I put them into uh, a little vase at home and I have them uh, for during the week and they last the full week the daffs they last the whole week when you buy them especially I'll give you a little tip if you buy bunches of daffodils mm. cut the bottom off them okay. take about half an inch off them on the bottom and put them into water and they last much better they need that uh, and add some sugar yeah, sugar's a great help. That's mm. true. 22nd of March, would that be right That's for it, Daffodil yeah. Day? 22nd of March this year is Daffodil Day. So it's a little bit away yet. Uh, so it is after the Patrick's Day. Yes. Have will they last that long? Yes, because there's a lot of them coming earlier with the milder winters and mm. that we're having. And there's different, you know, breeds of daffs that come into bloom at different times. Darren McCullough has a big open day on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, on his farm there and you can go and pick your own daffodils and he's another one beyond that so you know what I mean they go right on to the end of March anyway Daffodil Day is the 22nd of March you're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio Artist of the Week Barry White after three and a love that's sustained for almost 69 years Thank you Susan uh, Stocard app S-T-O-C-A-R-D Stocard app uh, to store your loyalty cards and it's a little wallet it's lovely I was looking at it there alright I will download it thank you for letting us know we were talking to uh, Declan Bailey top of the show and cards came up so that's a little app there the Stocard one um, that just really gets me a message in from Jerry and R.D. Just have a look at this, Jerry. This is what the youth of RD think of daffodils. Um, the RD tidy townspeople have posted a picture of the lovely daffodils along the riverside walk in the town today, and they're absolutely made mincemeat of by mindless idiots. Mindless idiots of people. Now, Jerry is saying it's the youth of RD. Um, whoever it is, you haven't a brain in your head. You have no care for your town or love for where you live. Shame on you all. Shame on you. That's all I can say to you today. Now, let's tell you who's won our competition today. Yes, Johnny McAvoy is appearing at the Carrickdale Hotel in Dundalk this coming Friday, March the 1st, singing all his great hits. Tickets are on sale from the hotel reception on Ticketmaster or you can pay on the door on the night. I asked the question. Uh, he was born Johnny in Banahart, which Irish county is Banahart. It's in County Offaly, Offaly. I was looking for as your answer today to the question. Going along a pair of tickets each going to Mary McGee and Caliph and Marina Smith. Well done to you. We'll be in touch. Go and enjoy. Have a great evening on Friday with Johnny McAvoy. Now, let's give this a roll in late lunch. The Late Lunch Artist of the Week Artist of the Week 
It is Mr. Barry White and late lunch all this week. The man with the big, deep, booming voice. In 1973, Barry created the Love Unlimited Orchestra, a 40-piece ensemble with whom he recorded the album Rhapsody in White, which saw the single from that album, Love's Theme, reach number one on the US pop charts. Eventually, he took the plunge and instead of working with and for others, he released his first solo album again in 73. It was called I've Got So Much To Give. Barry was on his way as an artist in his own right with the first single from that debut album, making number one in the US R&B charts and number three on the singles charts. The hit albums and singles flowed right through the 1970s as the disco era in music ruled supreme. Today, my Barry White song comes from his 1974 album called Can't Get Enough. And I'll just add the word babe to the title and away we go. I've heard people say that too much of anything is not good for you, baby. But I don't know about that. There's many times that we've loved and we've shared love and made love. It doesn't seem to me like it's enough. Mr. Barry White can't get enough of your love, babe. On your late lunch this Tuesday afternoon. Well, that's a beautiful segue. Can't get enough of your love, babe. I think that's what uh, Alan Risdale is singing to May Risdale after almost 69 years. May is joining us next. again Don't know where Don't know when But I know we'll meet again Some sunny day That's Miss Vera Lynn May Risdale, is that the song that your man, your young man Alan was singing to you in Navin Yeah, that's what he In fact, that's what he always sings. Is it? Uh, 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 even up to now. Fantastic, now. it's lovely. Uh, what you call this? Do you want to talk to him? No, no, I want to talk to you for a moment. Stay there yeah. with me for a minute because I want to tell listeners what we're talking about in case they don't know. LMFM in association with Navin Shopping Centre are giving away a €2,000 ring on a leap year day, the 29th of February, to a couple who'll go into Navin Shopping Centre, stand beneath the, uh, the lovely uh, arrangement there and propose on the day. Now, it has to be a genuine proposal and if there's more than one, it'll go down to a draw at that stage. But you and young Alan were pictured in the centre he presenting you with a bunch of flowers and the video May has gone mad it's gone viral on social media you're world famous do you know that? Yeah uh, uh, no Alan has well been such a wonderful man all the years yeah I, I, even now I do often cry I'm so lucky to have him Ah, oh, May. And listen, tell us, wh- wh- when did you meet? What age were you when you met? Where did you meet? Um, Myself and my friend went to England on the boat hmm. <laughs> them years ago. Yeah. And got on the... Now, we went to known to everyone. And we went to Manchester. And uh, 
what to call it, we had no place to go or anything. But this Irish woman told us about the, you know, holy name and that they had a hostel for girls. Yes. And I went around to them. We went around, the two of us. Okay. And they were very good. They were sisters of charity. And the next thing was, I said, well, what about a job to them? They took us in. Yeah. And I, they said, you can go down to Dunlop's Monday morning and you'll probably get a job. Mm. So that was on the Friday and on the Saturday morning, like, uh, we went on the Friday and Saturday morning we landed. And the next thing we went down, I went down to Dunlop's. Yes. And got the job and started on the Tuesday. Right. Now, you're not going to believe this, but he had a little box of Wellington boots mm. and I had the same. And our eyes met. Now, we were... Like, I, I'm from Bormean Bog and, you know, you're... You're not hoping the world, and I didn't go dancing or anything. And his eyes met my eyes, and it was from then. But we didn't go out with one another. Like, we just palled around yes. as he was there. And the next thing was after a while, he asked me out. And, yeah. And someone said he was drinking a lot. And I thought, God, he said the king's picture house meet me there and I went and I was on my own and I thought God of king's picture house it must be an old drunken place <laughs> and I ran back and he ran after and I said no Alan I don't want to go to the pictures Right. and I asked the girls in, we were in like a place and I asked the girls, they said, no, 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 it's a picture house. Right. And I went, well, I went back to walk then, you know, like, and we were talking in a group. You know the yeah, way? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were probably only a young child. <laughs> oh, jeez, I think I was in my mother's, uh, in the apple of my mother's eye at that stage. But here in May, I want to yeah. say this to you. So love began when you set eyes in on each other across welly boots in the Dunlop factory. Uh, yeah, I, as her lift. You know, you bring yes. them up. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. I, I have clean. it. And, and listen, how many years ago was that? Sixty, six. How long are you married? We're, we're sixty-eight years married. Maria, our daughter, is. We were two years married before she was born. Yeah. And she's in her 60s now. She's waiting for our pension. OK. And <laughs> we're, we're nearly the nine. Well, the next birthday, we're 90. You are 90 years of age and you're married 69 no, years. We're, we're, eight, we're 80 odd now. Right. But we'll be the next birthday You'll next be in your 90s. February, February 12 months. OK. I see. So, and you're 68 going on 69 years married. Yeah, yeah. And listen. But I don't regret a minute. <laughs> yes, I, yes. No. What's the secret, May? What's the secret to last uh, and we all were this always take. We were always together and always were there for one another. You know, yeah. he was such a wonderful man. Mm. I'll tell you something. I went to England and I couldn't read or write. Like, I could send the letters home to my mother with a... But you were only a young man. You were, probably won't want stuff. But we'd send money home. Yeah. Now, there was Renixes from the quarry here. There were the, now great men. You know, they'd build, you know, do the headstones. Yes, yes. And 
we were all together, you know, and hard time. I know. But we always in the group stayed together and I, Alan always stayed with me. Yeah. And in the group and we went to work and all the lot. Yes. And then um he said to me, um, I wanted to go to America and I was going up the road and my friend was with me and the two of us had a job in America. Okay. And I, I always remember it was Mrs. Sugar and Alan was, we were going, at that time, we were paying 250 for a room, you know that. Mm. And I thought we'd have to go to the cinema at night time mm. to get another few shillings for a big grub. Mm. So we were going up the road and my friend was with me and Alan said, well, why are you going to do me? I said, well, we're going to America. Well, he said, would you not? think about it and stay here in England he said and we'll get married oh May and, yeah May <laughs> lovely so the that next, was oh, and, and listen time is going to be there so you, you spent time in England when did, you came home to Ireland then and set up here you didn't go to America yeah well my friend bet me over the head with her handbag <laughs> because she wanted to go to America. Oh, and no. You there were, was me. Yeah, you were in and love with this man, Alan, and the rest yeah, is history. So, you, came, you came home to Ireland then. You left England and came back to Ireland and settled here. Oh, was that it? no, no. We, we, I stayed on in England. Yes. And then he picked up... Oh, we were thoroughbred eagles. He got his sister and he brought me and showed me the ring. Yeah. What he wanted to put on my finger. And he said... I can't go with you to pick the ring. So there's the, t- the tray in the window, and it was red stones and all, which I didn't understand. And to see my sister will go with you and try the ring on, and I'll give her the money and bring home, the, he, she'll bring the ring home. Yeah. And the next we did that. But the man in the shop must have thought we were queer or something because... <laughs> He got the rings, a big thing of rings, and threw it at us. And we took the ring and paid for it, came home. And in front of his mother and father, he asked me to marry to him. To marry him. Well, listen, May, I have to leave it there today. There's yeah. a big a big push that you and your husband, Alan, will get that ring that's worth 2,000 euro. But that's for another day. They'd love to see you get that ring at yeah. this stage. But that's for the couple who are going to propose. May, I have to leave yeah. it there today. Good wishes right. to you and Alan. God bless you. God bless. Take- I thank the, thank the manager of the shop. So I will. Do now, I will. He's a, a lovely, lovely man. man. He is indeed, Peter. All right. See you soon. Take care, May. Bye. Isn't she just gorgeous? God, I could have talked on to her for the evening. Anyway, I can't because Eddie Caffrey's on his way with the drive here on LMFM Radio. We'll be back with midweek late lunch tomorrow at 1.30. Until then, have a lovely evening. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.